In this episode of Our Common Salvation, I'd like to take some time and talk with you about the role of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life, the life of discipleship, the life of following Jesus, and also the importance of the role of the Holy Spirit in the process of biblical counseling. Remember, discipleship is another word for counseling. Counseling you might think of perhaps as intensive discipleship. And that makes perfect sense because the Bible's about what counseling's about and the counseling's about what the Bible's about. So it makes sense if we're going to think about the role of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life to also think about the importance of his role in the counseling process. Well, let's start here. God the Father appoints us to redemption. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. God the Son accomplishes our redemption. Ephesians 1, 7 to 12. Nevertheless, it's the Holy Spirit who applies our redemption. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. The primary role of the Holy Spirit in our lives as Christians is to bring glory to Jesus as he administers and implements the saving benefits of Christ's cross and empty tomb. John 16, 6 and 7, John 16, 14, John 7, 37 to 39, John 15, 26. The work of the Holy Spirit is diverse and wide ranging and has profound implications for the counseling process. To begin with, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of its guilt. Jesus tells us this in John 16, verses 7 and 8. Now, this is significant, for if genuine repentance is to take place in the heart of a counselee, one must have a deep sense of one's own blameworthiness and answerability before God because of sin. Grief and sorrow over one's indwelling sin is the catalyst for change in any counselee. And that sort of condition is only brought about by God through the powerful work of the Spirit. See 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 to 26. In addition, the new birth itself is a gift of the Holy Spirit. John 3, 5 to 8, Titus 3, 5 to 7. Though we can begin the biblical counseling process with an unbeliever, real lifelong change to the glory of God can only possibly occur for someone who has been brought to saving faith in Jesus Christ. If a counselee wants a new life, he must undergo a new birth. And the Holy Spirit is the source of that life, the source of that birth. While the root of the Christian life in regeneration is supplied by the Holy Spirit, it's also true that the fruit of the Christian life in sanctification is furnished by him as well. Ephesians 5, 22-23. Sanctification is a work in which the counselee is certainly active, but the individual alongside whom he works is the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25 tells us that. Furthermore, the Holy Spirit is the person of the Godhead who assures us that we are indeed children of God. Romans 8.15 and 16. The doctrine of adoption is not only a biblical fact for Christians, 
but it is also an indescribably precious reality for counselees. For example, when a struggler is able to call out to God as their good and wise father, even in the midst of overwhelming suffering, we know that the Holy Spirit is at work. What's more, the Holy Spirit illuminates believers as they seek to understand, meditate upon, pray over, and apply God's word to their lives. So 1 Corinthians 2.14 or 2 Corinthians 3.15-18. It's not overstating the case to say that a counselor and a counselee are deeply indebted to the doctrine of the illuminating activity of the Holy Spirit every single time they meet for a counseling session. Also, the Holy Spirit guides believers. Galatians 5, 16 to 18, Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Acts 8, 29, Acts 13, 2, Acts 20, 22 to 23. Once again, this is a truth that's a source of significant comfort for counselees and counselors alike. Picking up the pieces of the wreckage in the wake of suffering and sin can be a bewildering and baffling process. Navigating the appropriate course ahead for a counselee requires much wisdom, and God's word assures us that one of the primary roles of the third person of the Trinity is to guide us into all truth. John 14, 14 to 17, and John 16, 13. Finally, the Holy Spirit equips believers. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Romans 12, 6 to 8. Ephesians 4, 11. 1 Peter 4, 11. The Holy Spirit equips believers for Christ-like living and service. And yet again, this truth is equally encouraging for counselor and counselee. Every Christian is furnished with at least one, possibly many, Holy Spirit-endowed abilities, aptitudes, graces, to serve for the glory of God and the edification of the people of God in the body of Christ. In counseling, the counselor's gifts of perhaps shepherding or wisdom, teaching or mercy, may be mightily used in the life of a counselee. In addition, the counselee himself or herself is, if he's a believer, is, is furnished with spirit-given abilities which allow him or her to continue to contribute meaningfully in the life of a congregation even while they walk through a season of one-on-one -on -one personal ministry of the word. In fact, it's possibly one of the most vital ways for a counselee to do homework and to apply what's happening in the counseling sessions if they continue to roll up their sleeves and serve in the strength that God supplies through the Holy Spirit to the glory that Christ deserves. The role of the Holy Spirit is absolutely indispensable within the Trinity, as well as in the life of a Christian, especially as it relates to the counseling process. The Spirit glorifies the Lord Jesus as he convicts, regenerates, assures, illuminates, guides, and equips believers for Christ-like living and service. Therefore, it is undoubtedly true that when a person comes to biblical counseling, the Holy Spirit is 
easily the most important person in the room. Amen. Grace and peace.